Hello, and a very warm welcome to this edition of the Africa Legal Podcast. Today, I am very happy to be joined by my good friend, Ryan Hancock, who is the founder and CEO of Africa New Law. Now, Africa New Law, for those not aware, is focused on assisting clients with the transformation of their legal services delivery. They use the new law concept to find solutions that are effective, efficient, and fit for purpose to deliver more value for your legal spend bit of background on Ryan. Before commencing his legal operations journey, Ryan practices as an advocate for seven years and is currently a non-practicing attorney. Ryan is a highly experienced lawyer and legal operations expert. Prior to starting Africa New Law, Ryan was responsible for the delivery of legal management consulting services at Deloitte in South Africa and head of LPO delivery in South Africa for Integrion. Ryan's MBA thesis, which was entitled The Make and Buy Decisions for In-House Legal Functions, a concurrent sourcing approach, highlighted a fundamental shift in the underlying economics of legal services delivery and a shift in the bargaining power towards the in-house function, which ignited his passion for discovering and implementing innovative legal solutions that drive value and efficiency in legal services. Ryan, an absolute pleasure to have you with me today. Hi, Tom and the Africa Legal team, and thank you so much for such a a warm and thorough welcome. It's great to be here, and hi to all your listeners across the African continent. Top stuff. Listen, let's dive right into some questions. And we're here today to principally discuss a new solution which Ryan and Africa New Law have recently released, this being the Africa Innovation Index. Now, myself and the Africa Legal Team have been acutely aware and involved to a degree with this project for some time. But Ryan, look, let's get to the chase. For the listeners, what exactly is the Innovation Index? Thanks, Tom. The The African New Law Innovation Index is really an open source platform to promote and encourage innovative legal solutions across the African, um, across the African continent. What we've seen over the last five five years is that there is a wealth and depth of innovative solutions in Africa that can meet the changing needs of the legal market, not just in Africa, but potentially across the world as well. And, you know, you and I have been in discussion on this topic for so long. We were constantly seeing uh, uh, directories and listings of, of principally legal tech solutions um, outside of the continent. And as soon as you really dived into these, a lot of them became almost irrelevant to the continent, given you know uh, accessibility or requirements and very importantly, expense. So why now for the index? You know, why was it the right time in your mind? No, well, Tom, you're definitely spot on. Africa has got an inherent problem in that often global solutions are not fit for purpose or are just out of the reach of the average legal consumer on the African continent. So with with the rise of the pandemic um, and the way that that has influenced the way lawyers work, we, we thought now would be a good time to, to really focus on, on how we can bring knowledge that we've obtained through our course of, of work over the last couple of years to, to a much wider audience um, and really provide 
any user across the African continent with a open source curated platform to see what innovative solutions there are out there to help them deal with their with their ongoing legal problems so that that is probably the the main point um and i think the second point is that there are so many good solutions out there that we had to get the news of this out there um, to to the wider audience, so that they can also start consuming some of these um, some of these solutions, and really bring a greater awareness to to these innovative solutions across the African continent. I think it's a very very uh, you know uh, uh, laudable ambition, and I'm always surprised that just a little scratch beneath the surface and you really do start unearthing some fantastically innovative African solutions, but they've they've typically only been able to reach their domestic markets. You know, there's Nigerian tech that's being adopted by Nigerian law firms, the South African tech, which is probably the example which has, has penetrated more markets than just the domestic. Kenya absolutely bubbling away with some innovative solutions. So beyond the awareness of these solutions, what are some of the benefits that you would absolutely love to see from people engaging with, utilizing and experiencing the index? Well, so Tom, as highlighted earlier, you know, there's a change in the way consumers are consuming legal services across the African continent and and the globe. And they're under pressure to to obtain more value for their legal spend. And with with the rise of technology, and you know, we don't want to limit the the index to just technology solutions. Um, but with the rise of technology, the reach of an individual legal solution has exponentially grown um, with with the use of of these innovative type of technology platforms. So with that, we can find that an app that solves a problem in Kenya can potentially be a viable solution to an entity in South Africa or Botswana or Nigeria. So the reach of these technology solutions has has grown exponentially. And because they are African developed, they generally are more focused towards the specific problems that, that, that African jurisdictions face are able to to deal with these problems with regards to connectivity and these kinds of things and and are able to provide an efficient effective legal service depending on what the consumer requires at a very reasonable cost um, which is potentially more viable than traditional legal services so so Reach is definitely one of the benefits. Um, we can we can look at kind of more of the benefits in depth, but it really is just creating a general awareness about African solutions for African problems at African prices. And look, you, you touched upon the legal tech point there and the fact that the index goes beyond that. So what, what kind of layout were you seeing here? Is most innovative legal solutions uh, 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 coming out of the continent tech-based? Or are you seeing 
uh, legal process outsourcing, alternative legal service providers, beyond those that have been in the market for, you know, five, six, seven years now, what's happening? You know, is it a tech-focused solution or are we seeing more tech-supplemented um, pricing models and, and, and so on and so forth. What's, what's the lay of the land? So I think it's a mix of both, Tom. What, what we have seen over the last couple of years is that there are numerous innovative solutions on the way you deliver legal services. But these are not necessarily reliant on legal technology. So a good example is comic contracts um, that provide contracts in comic form to people who are who are unable to to have a full grasp of, of a written contract or, or maybe do not have the required education skills which are so prevalent across Africa to fully understand the the use of those commercial co- kind of contracts so and, and Ryan this is something I'm I'm aware of and I think a wonderful test case was um, in uh, domestic worker. Um, employment contracts in that there was a high um, illiteracy rate in in uh, typically in domestic worker situations and they weren't aware of some of the fundamental rights that they were entitled to and comic contracts was able to represent these in a visual form and really overcome something as fundamental as awareness of rights in a really innovative way so wonderful example and forgive yeah. me for that extra bit of info i i, I think it was wonderful though. no indeed it's it's worked really well in the domestic sector as well as agriculture and mining where you know as you said illiteracy, illiteracy rates are, are higher um potentially than than in other places so you know that is one good example where it's not a technology enabled solution then we find numerous solutions that are technology enabled which provide them with with the reach to to a greater market so if we look at um, legal marketplaces for instance are, are always a good example of of an innovative way of buying legal services so the innovation really exists in the way the consumer is consuming those services but through using an online technology platform they're able to get a much wider reach, um, not just from a consumer base, but from the services that they're able to offer. So legal marketplaces are really good examples of an innovative solution that is then enabled by technology. And then, and then obviously you have the, the technology solutions, which are the software-driven um, solutions that, that often incorporate technology like artificial intelligence, machine learning, natural language processing, that that really aim to deliver legal services through the smart use of um, of software and and automated workflows and processes. So there really is a a variety of of innovative solutions that are coming out, and and if you look at the marketplace. You know, we've tried to we've tried to create some categorization around that, and you'll see things in relation to practice management, legal research, document management, um, alternative legal service provisions, online courts. Um, so there really is very interesting categorization as to how these innovative solutions are playing out um, across the African markets. 
Oh, I see. So the index allows people to filter both by function and location rather than just being hit with a wall of providers. Well, you know, we've tried to curate it to a certain extent, Tom, because once again, there is there's so much out there. And so, you know, we really looked at things that were providing innovative solutions, not just that are African developed, because there are a lot of innovative solutions that provide services in Africa that have got good presence in Africa and, and provide good support across the African continent. So we didn't want to ignore those, those entities. But what we really tried to do is give the user of the index a bit more insight into the different categories of work that, that is out there that is allowing for innovation within the legal space. And then from there, you can, you can kind of go into specific vendors or, or you can search things that, so there is a further level of searching, but you can really look at trying to solve your initial problem through, through a list of, of curated service providers. So if we were to run a, uh, a very cheesy Africa's Got Innovation Talent, which categories would they be dominating in? What, you know, what kind of trends were you seeing on the type of innovative solutions coming out? Is Africa a document management obsessed continent or is it more practice management? Is it alternative legal services? Was there kind of a couple of standout categories where the most solutions were sitting? So, Tom, once again, I think, you know, we can give you a kind of mixed answer on that um, in that there's numerous different places where where different types of solutions are, are becoming more more prevalent. So what we've seen in, in Nigeria is that app-based solutions um, are quite prevalent and that helps because there's larger access to smartphones and data. And so, you know, app-based tools are, are really prevalent in, in that type of market. Um, you know, once again, if we look at the individual consumer, the the marketplaces, um, the provision, the the platforms that provide legal education, legal research, general legal information, those are are definitely becoming more and more prevalent. And then, you know, if we consider the the corporate side and you know the corporate legal function as as a consumer of of legal services, we definitely see things with regards to matter management, document automation, um, you know, contract management, e-discovery, um, the use of alternative legal service providers. So those are those are really the major trends. And in that, we see some really interesting solutions coming out into the market. Um, I know there's just been a new a member to the to the index, a company called Platify, that that does contract automation and document automation in a very clever um, in a very clever way that can really be applied across the African continent in on web based platforms and those kinds of things. So, you know, I think it really depends potentially on the jurisdiction, and then you know what we can see from the immediate problems of of the large clients is trying to get a handle on their data, you know, automate stuff, digitize stuff. And then a lot of that comes in with, you know, matter management, practice management, um, and kind of data management along with that. 
And Ryan, you touched on a really interesting point there around corporate legal uh, departments and in-house legal counsel. Now, when one looks at the evolution of uh, legal tech and legal innovation in Europe and the US, those guys were still out in the cold for quite a while. There weren't actually dedicated in-house solutions for quite some time. You know, law firms were very much the focal point and they would kindly lend some technology to the clients or the clients could 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 engage with them on the same platform. But dedicated in-house solutions, they took quite some time. Uh, to your mind, did we see a similar thing with the African market or have we been far more equitable with our focus on the in-house department as much as law firms? So so I definitely think there's been a fundamental shift in the way the in-house legal function is is buying their legal services now. So if one has, has regard to the past, most in-house legal functions had one choice of legal service provider, that being the law firm. And in general, the law firm was more expensive to deliver those services than what it was to deliver those services internally. So we found in Africa that especially large corporate entities built their own legal functions because it was cheaper to deliver those services internally and then would procure their their high volume or high specialized requirements in the external market. Now, that has fundamentally shifted, Tom, because of the advent of alternative legal service providers, legal consultants, um, and legal technology, in-house legal functions now have more choice with regards to how they procure their legal services. So, what we found across the African continent is that the real drive and innovation hasn't necessarily come from the law firms. It's come from really the in-house legal functions who are trying to drive value from their legal spend. So because of the increase in choice, they can now go to alternative service providers to do a a certain portion of their requirement at a cheaper rate than what they could deliver it internally. They potentially are looking at technology solutions to help them drive large volumes of of work requirements and large volumes of data that go through their functions, but also to improve collaboration across their organizations so that they're able to empower their in-house legal functions to to do more of the high-level, high-complexity, sexy legal work and and use technology to, to deal with the what I call the more rote, mundane, administrative tasks within within a legal function and and within the requirements of delivering legal services. Okay, then let's let's play this out a little bit. Then I, I'm I'm an I'm a young I don't know five partner East African law firm, and I've been providing quality work at a reasonable growth curve for the last five years. And suddenly, I'm seeing my my in house clients. They're mentioning alternative legal service providers they're mentioning legal technology they're mentioning document automation and i you know i'm I'm a bit worried you know are the robot lawyers coming to steal my lunch so what's your fundamental advice to the to, to that law firm how do they act quickly and nimbly to not bypass this problem but to become part of the solution well so so tom i think there's potentially two 
two avenues to that answer. You know, one, there is more and more pressure on, on smaller firms to, to deliver value to the end client. And so in that, there's numerous different ways of approaching that. You can obviously change your, your billing models, which, which is a good way for law firms to, to drive value, you know, by looking at, at more project-based or value-based billing, you know, you can drive more value to your client, which at the end of the day, if you're keeping your client happy, they, sh- they will tend to one remain with you as a law firm. The, the second question, well, the second part to that, to that answer is law firms generally and probably fundamentally need to change the way that they deliver legal services. And I don't think there is a fear of the robot lawyer eating too much of the lunch. What technology and innovation tends to do is it tends to support the human lawyer to deliver better services for the time they have available. So to put it into just quite an easy example to understand, instead of a lawyer doing eight to 10 hours of research to solve a question, they can use technology and maybe an hour to to get to the same place they were in 10 hours. Now, Law firms have, have a fundamental choice in front of them to say, well, do we bill our client for the 10 hours that it would have taken us and we provide them with a product or do we bill them for the time used and potentially the cost of the, te- of the technology involved? So a law firm can use technology to reduce its costs in delivering legal services. So that is that is really one of the ways of looking at looking at it what we have seen to seem to find in in the african continent is that law firms try to partner with with technology service providers to to demonstrate that type of value to to the end consumer but i do think that with with the changes that the ecosystem of law will will change and what you'll find is that there'll be far more collaborative approaches between the law firm, the alternative legal service provider, the the legal technology, the client, um, to solve the problem in the most commercially viable way. And in a way that still ensures everybody you know, has margin on their services and, and can create value to not only their own organizations, but, but at the end of the day, generate revenue. Um, so I think for for law firms, they potentially need to look very strongly at how they are using technology and how they are messaging the use of that technology to their clients to drive end value um, through through more effective and efficient legal services delivery. So park the fear, park the fear of replacement, realize the potential for it to actually empower and increase the value you can offer and start on that journey, uh, I think would be the, the, the key messages there. Because the longer people wait, the longer people are frozen by fear or a obsession with the status quo, that's where you are actually going to get overtaken. But it is those that actually show a willingness to learn, to collaborate, to open themselves up to new ways of doing things where they can actually turn this into an advantage 
rather than a, a threat. Yeah. Um, Ryan, a, a, a final question, if I may. I know that this uh, index was very much focused on being a pan-African uh, horizon scanner, um, as it were. Um, now, you're based in South Africa. I'm interested to know, how much of a challenge was it to discover um, you know, entities to, to, to join the index? And I know that you are adding new um uh, uh, providers as they come to you and I encourage any provider listening who isn't yet on the index of course we're linking to the index itself in this podcast description to get in touch via the African New Law website which will also link but Ryan when you were getting the kind of fundamentals in place how easy was this task? Well Tom we we had a team of researchers um you know, and thank goodness Google is is around um, because without Google, I think the task would have probably been impossible. But you know, we had to go on on numerous different levels of of research um, to to try to discover and and identify these these innovative legal solutions. Um, so, you know, some some jurisdictions it's it's simpler than others. You know, South Africa. Nigeria, Kenya have got have got slightly more developed markets or or more established markets, and then you know you're able to find find solutions offering innovative type of um, type of approaches. You know, then once again, when you get down to to some of the other jurisdictions, it it, it really does get tough. But there are there are kind of hubs of of um, Research and that was really kind of East Africa, um, you know, East Africa, the, the whole of of the Northwest, um, and potentially into you know Egypt. We really just took the, the map of Africa, Tom, and and started doing as much research as we could to to help identify these organisations. So, you know, we really are looking for more. The the point behind the index is that. It is as comprehensive as possible, and you know we can only do that if if these innovative solutions across Africa are reaching out to us as well and and getting their getting their solutions listed. So you know we do we do really ask your listeners to to spread the word if they know of solutions, email us at innovationindex at africannewlaw.com, and and we'll be able to to put them up, list them. You know, even start doing you know profiles of their organisations, um, and really get the word of the services that they they offer out there. You know, the good thing about Africa is that often it is the smallest, simplest solutions that that have the most profound effect. And the more people that are aware of them, or are able to use them, or have access to them, you know, the greater that that effect will be on on providing not just value in the delivery of legal services, but at the end of the day, you know, empowering access to justice and affording those who do not have access to justice more opportunities to um, to try to gain those those rights and those opportunities. So, you know, that's been that's been part of the fun of of the research and and we're looking forward to to more and more entities joining across the board. Um, and, and across Africa and, and showcasing what they can do to really help the African continent. 
Absolutely fantastic. And I think, uh, you know, it's going to be quite fun, you know, as we see new new individuals and new organizations join the index and we can start mapping things and looking at which trends are developing, you know, in its, in and of itself, it's going to be very, very useful. But I think it's also going to offer that pretty unique kind of trend analysis uh, uh, um, opportunity as well. Uh, Ryan, you and I could chat for ages, as always, but I am going to bring us to a close there in the interest of time. But a very, very big thank you for joining me here today. No, Tom, thank you very much to you and to the team at Africa Legal. You guys do so much for for the continent and for the legal industry on the continent. So we do thank you for that as well. And yeah, as, as I highlighted, if any of your, your listeners want to reach out, feel free to go onto the website, follow the link, um, and, and we'll be more than happy to assist. And we'll go ahead and make sure we're providing all of those lovely links in this podcast description and a summary article as well. So a thank you, as always, to all of our listeners. If you are new to the Africa Legal podcast, be sure to peruse our entire back catalogue, which is available on all good podcast providers. And do visit us at africalegal.com for all the news, views and insights that improve your life as a modern African legal practitioner. So without further ado, this has been Tom Pearson and I'm signing off for the Africa Legal Podcast.